Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another Mina Minute. It's Monday, so you know what that means. Ask Mina. For this segment, I'll answer 10 questions that were submitted anonymously through Telenomi. If you would like to submit a question anonymously, you can go to my Instagram and under the highlight, Ask Me, there's the link. Okay, let's get started. Question number one. Do you by any chance matchmake? I'm asking with utmost sincerity. So the answer to that question is no, I do not matchmake. What I do is mentorships for Quran, Aqidah, Arabic, house, um, homemaking, uh, pre-sit-down um, sessions. I do those too. And also premarital sessions for like you're engaged or are married and you know you want to kind of prepare yourself before you go into the marital home so that's what i do but i don't do matchmaking only because there's literally no way for me to question the brother for you because i ain't talking to no brothers okay <laughs> but um yeah i hope that answers your question question number two recently married i've been muslim my whole life not like i should have of course but recently my husband has been hinting to me to wear hijab. I don't think I should until I'm right with the law and praying and actually committed to it. I don't want to do it just because I got married. What are your thoughts? Well, my first thought is, what is stopping you from being right with the law? Once you answer that question for yourself, then it's like you're passing through that stage or that hurdle. Because what it sounds like is, even though you would like to wear hijab, you would like to be praying, something is within you is stopping you from doing that. So, first of all, don't push your husband away for trying um, to hint at you wearing hijab. Because honestly, if he didn't care about you, he wouldn't care if you wore hijab or not. And he wouldn't care about you doing something that Allah told you to do. So... Think about that. And then also try to repair your relationship with the law. Try to figure out what it is that's stopping you from taking that next step. Because as we know as Muslims, the thing that differentiates us between us and the non-Muslims is prayer. And you definitely should not be going without that. I understand sometimes you are in a rough patch or you just not feeling it, but you have to understand that whether you're feeling it or not, it's still obligatory upon you to wear hijab, to pray, all that stuff. No one's perfect. I understand that. Um, but just try to keep an open mind and don't think that he's trying to be controlling because what he could do is just say, oh, um, I don't want you going outside without hijab. So. Either you're wearing hijab or you're not going outside, which would be controlling, which is not okay to do. And in a sense, it's very, um, it's not going to help you because then when you guys break up or if you guys break up, stuff like if you guys break up because of that, then you're not going to keep wearing hijab because the only reason why you wore hijab is because he was forcing it upon you. Although no one should force hijab upon any woman that doesn't change the fact that Allah ordained it for you. I hope that helped. Question three. Are you okay with your husband having a co-wife? 
Okay, so this question was kind of funny because um, I feel like it could be saying two different things or asking two different things. I mean, um, it could be asking me, am I okay with my husband having a co-wife under the assumption that you think he does, but he doesn't. So to answer that question, if that's what you were asking, my husband doesn't have a co-wife. I mean, I don't have a co-wife. I'm the only wife. Um, and I also feel like it's also asking if I would be okay with my husband having a co-wife. Um if he was to have one my answer is yeah i mean that doesn't mean that i'm gonna like it or i'm not gonna be jealous here and there but it it's it's not for me to be okay with that's like saying am i okay with my friends wearing niqab um <laughs> that's kind of like they're right they can wear niqab if they want to the same way my husband could have more than one wife if he wants to there's nothing wrong with that, you know? So hope that answered the question you were asking. <laughs> question number four, in your opinion, what are reasons to break up or divorce someone? Girl, <laughs> I could really write a whole list of things that would be like a deal breaker for me, especially if I'm already in the relationship. I'm going to give you my top couple of things though number one if they like denounce islam for any reason uh number two if they stop praying number three if they are cheating um having extramarital affairs and no that's that doesn't include if he decides to get a co-wife that's not that's not a deal breaker for me um but if you're committing zinna <laughs> that's a deal breaker um, any form of abuse, physical, mental, emotional, verbal, spirit. Did I say spiritual already? Well, if I didn't say it already, I'm saying it again. Spiritual, um, any type of abuse, I'm not going for. And probably the last one is disrespect. I'm not going for no disrespect because I don't disrespect people. I don't like to disrespect people because it, it serves no purpose for me. So um, if you go out your way to disrespect me, constantly on a consistent basis it's a wrap I, I just can't I cannot do it at all but um those are just like basic things that would cause me to break up but there's a lot of other things and my husband knows my deal breakers because all of them are in our Nikah contract I don't think a lot of sisters know that they can put those type of conditions in their Nikah contract. And uh, it's very important because when you kind of leave your Nikah contract open, it puts you in a position to where it's kind of like you're someone's hostage um, and you don't have any say on what's grounds for divorce and what's n not grounds for divorce. So for example, if you contract a STD from your partner, now, anybody would be like, okay, yeah, I'm over it. I, I, I definitely want a divorce. I would put that in your Nikah contract. Because, I mean, yeah, cheating, period, is going to cause that. But you have to protect yourself. There are sisters that I know that are in situations where they cannot get a divorce because they don't have a thorough and clarified Nikah contract. No iman will grant them divorce 
Um, and then the imams in their communities are saying stuff like, oh, be patient, sister, be patient. Be patient with what? <laughs> I, mm-mm. See, as soon as you cross that line into Zina, I have no want or need for that relationship. You can meet me at the masjid, and I'm not giving you your diary back. So, yeah, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> question number five. How do you feel about breastfeeding in public? Okay, so I feel like there are two versions of public. There's the public where it's like a closed space, but it's outside your home. And then there's the open space with other people, like, for example, like a restaurant, that type of public. Now, the type of public that I'm okay with breastfeeding at is like the sister side at the masjid. Yeah, it's public because there's other people there, but it's only sisters. Now, I'm not going to whip my uh, my junk out and start breastfeeding. Of course, I'm going to take my baby under my garment, my khimar, whatever, and breastfeed my child. Now, in an open public space, I wouldn't even do that because, one, people are crazy. And two, I just feel like it's not appropriate, um, in my opinion, and I would have been prepared and took a bottle with breast milk already in it. Um, that's just that's just how I feel. I wouldn't do the open public breastfeeding. But if I'm in a closed space, only sisters, still not whipping my junk out, but I am breastfeeding, I'm okay with that. Question number six. Have you received backlash from family members or people around you for practicing naqab? How do or would you deal with that? I wouldn't say I've received backlash. Most of my family members, I would I would say because I'm from Sierra Leone, West Africa, it's like the highest tolerance in like the world. They have the highest tolerance for religion in the world. When I mean tolerance, I mean like they don't see religion as something that separates people even though it clearly does they don't see it as that serious for example my dad is not a practicing muslim he used to be but he's not anymore his mother is muslim and he built my grandma his mother a masjid for her in her village and he's married to my stepmom who is Muslim, and my um, little brother is also Muslim. So they fast during Ramadan, but my dad doesn't. Like, <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. And I, I have many aunts and uncles that are inter-religious relation marriage situations going on. So it's not something that they talk about. It's not a conversation, really. It's just... Um, more of they rather you marry someone in your culture before they start talking about, oh, no, don't marry that person because they're not Muslim. They would rather you marry someone in your culture than you marry someone in your religion that's not from your culture. So, um, but how do I, I really don't deal with anybody that does have a problem with the way I decide to dress because it just doesn't make sense to me for you to try to dictate someone else's dressing. 
especially if it abides by their religion. So, yeah, I just try to stay away from the negativity, keep positive, and only keep the family members close to me that support um, what I do. So, yeah. Question number seven. What should a West African woman growing up in America keep in mind about cultural differences as it pertains to her spouse? For instance, a different West African culture or an African-American. Okay. So, I'm glad you asked me this question because I can actually relate to this because I'm West African. I grew up in America. My husband is African-American. So, what I would say to keep in mind is if you're the woman understanding that you kind of cook based on what your husband likes. Um, and, and it's not something that you really do on purpose. For example, my husband is an African. So when I, when we first got married, I didn't cook African food like that. It's once I realized that he likes African food that I started cooking it. Now you can't do that with everybody because not everybody likes what you like. So I would keep that in mind, like what you're cooking how you clean up um, because you don't want to say, oh, I'm okay with it. I'm cool with it. And then a couple weeks or a couple months down the line, you guys are married and you're getting in arguments because he thinks that you're doing a little too much with this and you don't like his hygiene or you feel like he's the way he cleans up is kind of weird or the way he goes about his day is kind of weird. It's you there are many questions that you're going to want to ask during the sit down process. Like how do you go about your day or what kind of food do you like to eat? Or like, how do you cook? How do you like your meat? Like, for example, I grew up eating meat. That was like, I don't want to say it was tough, but it was not like super tender. So my husband literally had to teach me to cook meat the way he likes it now everybody doesn't have the patience to do that and not everybody has the patience to learn to do that because maybe you don't like your meat tender like that so um I would say keep in mind that once you guys are married you kind of have to come to a common ground because once you have kids you can't be like oh mommy said do it this way and then daddy said do it this way they're going to be confused. So you want to give yourself time to understand and to know what you want exactly. Do you want someone like you or do you want someone that's not like you, but on the same level Islamically? It's it's kind of difficult to <laughs> explain. Um, I'm kind of going on a rant here, but with my husband, he... he He's very well-rounded, like he's traveled a lot. He has a lot of international friends. So me being African was not like an issue for him and him being America wasn't really an issue for me because I grew up in America. So it was more of, um, we were able to adapt to each other. So if you find someone that you're able to adapt to and they're able to adapt to you too, then I would say that would be a good situation. 
But if you're, if you find yourself with someone stubborn, that's like, oh no, I can't eat African food. Uh, I don't know what to tell you because I've literally been so tired sometimes where I can't cook and I'll call my aunt because I know my husband likes African food. I'll call my aunt and be like, can you cook for me? And she'll cook. And so then I don't have to cook. But you can't do that with a husband that doesn't like African food. You would have to like literally order out or buy some food and bring it home. So, yeah, I would say keep in mind how you would have to go through your day and through your marriage with someone that doesn't have the same mindset or likes as you. Question eight. Any advice for women interested in Islam and who are looking to learn? Okay, I love, I love this question because I was literally just looking at a tweet by Sheikh Asim Al-Hakim where a, um, a brother asked if he could give a sister, a non-Muslim sister, Dawah, um, and the Sheikh said, no, it's not permissible because she's not a, like a mahram to you. And like, I feel like this is so important because a lot of brothers be trying to do this. They try to give da'wah to sisters that are non-Muslim instead of referring them to sisters that are Muslim. I feel like as a woman, another woman in Islam is the best person to talk to about Islam. A man, a Muslim man can't tell you about being a Muslim woman. So you have to talk to a Muslim woman. You know what I'm saying? They'll be able to explain to you hijab, how it works. They'll be able to explain to you oh, how the marriage process works. A man is thinking about other things. Let's be real. Even if you have the best intentions, you're still not supposed to be communicating with a non-Muslim woman, let alone a non-Muslim that's trying to learn about Islam. It's just, I don't think it's a smart idea. That's the first thing. Don't let a man teach you Islam. Go to the sister's side and learn about Islam. Don't let these, don't, don't post on your story talking about some who going to teach me about Islam. No, find a Muslim sister in your area, message them and say, hey, when can I come to your masjid so I can learn more about Islam? When can I meet up with you so I can ask you questions about Islam? Or message the sister and ask her questions in her DMs. But communication between the sexes is not supposed to happen so you can't and a lot of brothers use this as an excuse to talk to women so be aware of that so after that i would say the best advice is to read the quran a a good translation of it and um just do your research read um like i said when you Message that sister about Islam or about learning about Islam. Ask her for some references. Ask her, um, like, where she started, if she's a convert. So, yeah. But, sis, please, please don't let no man teach you Islam. Please. <laughs> don't let no man teach you Islam. Because that's just, I'm telling you. I am telling you. Because next thing you know, he going to be trying to marry you. And the next thing you know, you're going to be in a relationship and you're like, how did I get here? Um, I thought I was trying to get with Allah. I wasn't trying to get with you. So <laughs> that that's 
that's the biggest advice I could give a sister looking to get into Islam. Okay. All right. <laughs> Question number nine. Is it normal that my husband gives me money when he gets paid from work instead of giving me an actual gift? It's not that I don't mind him giving me money, but sometimes I wish he would put some thought in giving me an actual gift. Okay. I don't want to label you as ungrateful, but the question sounds a little ungrateful. Let me put let me put myself in your shoes because, you know, nobody's perfect and we all sometimes fall short. So, I love flowers. And my husband isn't the flower buying type though. He doesn't cuz cuz he like works from home. He's not it's not even just cuz he works from home. He doesn't he doesn't buy flowers. That's not what he does. What he does is buy clothes, buy bags, buy um accessories, buys books. Now, if I was I mean to sit here and be like, "Oh, Babe, I love this this Gucci bag, but I wish you would just buy me flowers sometimes. I could buy myself flowers. I could take his card and go buy myself some flowers. It's not that serious. And I feel like you should try to like think of it that way. Because even if you take the money that he gives you and go buy yourself a gift, technically he still did buy you a gift because that's the money he gave you. So... Not to say you sound, un- not to say you're ungrateful, but I'm saying like the question seems like, dang, like he's giving you money. What else do you want? <laughs> and um, I would just say try to get out of that mindset because if you focus on the negative and what you're not getting, you'll never, ever, ever appreciate the positive in what you are getting. Because some sisters don't even be getting money, let alone a gift. So. Appreciate your husband for what he's doing. And if you want to give so bad, girl, send yourself a gift and pretend like you didn't send it. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, question 10. This is the last question and that will be it for the podcast today. How would you handle your husband discussing with you that he is interested in a second wife? Y'all love asking me these second wife questions. Like, dang. (laughs) But, um... First, I'm going to talk about how I would feel because you can't really handle it's it's very hard to discuss how you would handle something without discussing how you would feel. Um, At the beginning, I would feel kind of like not hurt, but like kind of shocked because my husband, not your husband, not anybody else's husband, my husband got his handfuls with me. So, um, me being pregnant, me just getting married to him and then also having a, about to have a new baby, it's going to be hard for him to give us the attention that we deserve while giving the attention to a new wife who would also need, you know, attention as well. So I would be shocked because that this is not the right time. (laughs) This is not the right time to be getting a second wife. Um, but I would 
hear him out, listen to what he has to say, because you can't just jump the gun and think that the reason why he's doing it is because he he just infatuated with a new sister and he, he really want to marry her or da 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 he trying to replace you. You can't have that mindset off rip without hearing what he has to say. So I would hear what he has to say, listen to what his plan is, because if you don't have a plan, then it's not really a discussion. It's just you telling me what you were thinking. So listen to what his plan is to to accommodate both of us and our child. Um, so, yeah, I, that's how I handle it. I would just listen to him and listen to what he has to say about it. But in regards to what I would say, I really wouldn't say anything in that moment because I I would be speaking based on emotion. And um, when you do that, instead of looking at the facts and instead of looking at um, what the discussion should really be about, it turns into, oh, you don't care how I feel. You don't care about me. Oh, you're trying to hurt me. You know, how could you do this? Instead of it being like an actual conversation, like, okay, you want to do this, but um, is the money right? Like a lot of brothers be trying to have this conversation, but they be three months um, back on rent. What what are you doing? Why are you trying to discuss to me another woman? And you what you need to discuss is how these payments about to get made. Because um, where's she finna stay? Because what you're not going to do is tell me that you about to get somebody else in a new house and we about to get evicted. Oh, no. That's a no. But in my situation, that not really be in the situation. Um, I would just listen to him, take a step back, um, pray about it, make the why about it, um, and figure out if this is something that is realistic. Because just because he's discussing it with me doesn't mean that it's realistic or it's going to happen. It's just a discussion at that point. I mean, some brothers be having a discussion. They already got married. And <laughs> the discussion come after the marriage. But it should really come. <laughs> the discussion really should come before he done married the second girl, not after. So, yeah. <laughs> That's how I would handle that. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a mean a minute. And don't forget, if you do want to submit an anonymous question, go to my Instagram and look under the highlight that says ask me and it'll show you the link for the telling of me. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.